A man baby, living in my house? For millions of women around the world, it's more common than you think. And for just five cents a day, you can help us spread our message of awareness. A message that begs these women to stand up. A message that asks, girl, what the fuck? A message that says, yeah, queen, uh, I can't defend this. So please don't wait. Call your girlfriends today and tell them to watch The Baby from 1973. It could just save their lives. Welcome to our July episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We are in the fucking throes of the summer. I'm so excited. And as always, I'm Alex. And I am Anya. And today, we are joined by a very special guest. Now, this is a returning guest. This is an honorary Girl Who Cried Be Horror. This is someone that is a staple in the Girls Who Cried Be Horror universe. You all know her and love her. It's Daddy Cornelia. Hi, but please, um, Daddy was my father. Please call me baby. Oh, yes, of course. excited I'm, I'm so excited to be back i feel like in ways i never left because i, mm. I feel like i'm a, a ghost in this in this establishment but mm. i'm ready to you be are. back and and i think i'm here again for a very cornelia-esque nightmare yeah we could not possibly discuss the baby without the queen of taboo herself like this movie is queen made for taboo. you that's good that's really good that's her also like the tiny eyebrows are back. I was like going through yeah. so many similarities yeah. and I'm like, oh, I can be the tiny eyebrow correspondent for the girls. Oh my God, that's so before. nice. And for anyone <laughs> listening that does not recall the first ever time Cornelia was on, um, it was for our Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker episode, I believe in season two of the pod. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the exact episode number, but if you haven't listened, you have to listen. Such a fucking crazy fun movie. It's such a great episode. Um, but it's perfect that this is the follow-up episode, at least main episode that Cornelia is back for, because yeah, this feels like a very much like a companion piece film that would easily slip into the the universe of Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, obviously, we've all seen this a few times. I think Cornelia has seen it the most times of all of us. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> this weekend <laughs> alone. I'm just, I like to be a thorough and well, well-read guest. Yeah. Sorry about it. Mm. <laughs> so, Anya, what was your first viewing of this movie like? I think, didn't you watch it with Cornelia originally? No, Can I, I watched this no? alone um, at sometime last year, I want to say. I think I watched it because I want to say they did it on the last drive-in. Do not quote me on that, mm. but I'm pretty sure. Um, and I watched it. I don't, whatever. And then as I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, What? And I remember when it dropped on Shutter, I feel like, I mean, the poster is insane looking. 
like it's literally like a full grown like adult man like foot in a footsie pajama like hanging over the side of a crib and then like a sexy lady like coming in the room in a nightie like ooh, 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 what's gonna happen here and it's just like the baby and they, i have to pull up the tagline or some shit because it was nuts but oh, yeah. um the tagline is My like facts. Oh, the fucking tagline what goes on in the nursery isn't for kids <laughs> Oh my god. But <laughs> foul. But I remember I was like, and I feel like Shudder when they were promoting it was like, this shit's crazy. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. And you know what? It is crazy. <laughs> um, but at that point I feel like my palate had been very open to crazy things. So I just remember I watched it, I was like, wow. Disturbed, deranged, love. And then I think when I posted about it on Letterboxd, I was like, Cornelia, you have to run and watch this. Like that was my first don't wait. And did you wait or did you run? I watched it pretty quickly afterwards. And I actually watched it with my friend. Um, I have a friend, Cordelia. We've known each other since high school. So hello, Cordelia. I'm sure they're listening. Um, but we we watched Butcher Baker together for the first time. So when I'd heard that there was a competitor, I was like, Cordelia, <laughs> let's check it out. And it was something I didn't have like an instant love affair with this one the way that I did uh butcher baker but it was it's interesting because they're so similar in certain ways and yet mm-hmm. tonally they're really different and and it has some of the elements to it that i you know i i even seek in films like this and for this one to be like almost yuck me out it was kind <laughs> of a real like conversation being like hey um <laughs> sometimes when you look for things <laughs> you get punished <laughs> but that says a lot, damn. I didn't realize that it was too much for you. Um, it just was, it was, unex, it was unexpected. And yeah. I've, I've now watched the film about three times in, the, in this like past weekend, just because I, 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 I'm like, is this an acquired taste? Like what I need to understand. And it might just be one of those things. It's like, sorry, I, I'm out of reach. <laughs> I, I think I watched this really soon after Anya watched it because I had like a weird like synchronicity where I was listening to the corpse club, my God, the corpse club podcast. And they were talking about the baby and I'd never heard of it, but they were like describing it in detail. And I was fascinated. I was like, I have to watch this movie. So I put it on my list. And then within like a day, Anya logged it. And I was like, what the fuck? I've never heard of this movie. And it has come up two times back to back. That means I have to watch it. And I think it was your review that said that it was similar to butcher Baker. So I was like, Gregory, fucking buckle up for watching this movie. And, <laughs> Not you know, making you know, Greg watch it too. Of course. Um, no, I mean, I'm very good. I pride myself on my ability to figure out twists before they happen in a movie. Never in a million fucking years would I have figured out this twist. And even on rewatching it, I forgot what the twist was. I like kind of remembered what it was, but I like couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then maybe like 25 minutes in, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And it was so much more fun watching it, like, knowing what's going to happen mm. because I feel like at least with the the lead actress, Anne, her, like, motivations throughout the film are, like, constantly evolving as a viewer. And so knowing, like, what her fucking real plan is the whole time is fascinating. No, I agree. And I felt the same way because I was like, I wonder if on rewatch, it'll be like, it was so obvious. Like, Mm -hmm. she's doing all this shit. And what I will say, which I'm sure we'll get into when we get into the bigger discussion, is like, to their credit, and I don't think it's a bad movie. It's like the same director as like, I don't even know, like, definitely like, I feel like 
decent shit. That. He did. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but he did do a Clint Eastwood movie, the follow-up to Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry I believe. Um, um, not my not my genre, so I, I can't speak much on it. But right, but <laughs> the way that it's written is in a way where like. Yeah, like, it, there was no – where I could see where I'm, like, I understand now, like, why she made that choice. But it isn't even, like, a glaring, like, you guys, it's so obvious she wants this baby for this reason. <laughs> it's, like, bro, they're going to make you wait to that last minute to be, like, this is exactly why she wants that baby. It's such a satisfying reveal. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I, I'd forgotten about the twist because when I'd watched it the first time and then when I revisited it in the last week, I – did not I knew there was one I couldn't remember what it was and it really like flips your whole perception of the movie on its head like mm-hmm. it's such a I don't even know if satisfying is the right word but it's just kind of like wow yeah no that they committed at the ending <laughs> like, oh yeah especially all the things that like I was thinking like oh it could be this it could be that none of them held a candle to what it actually was I was like I'm glad I was wrong because this is so much better and mm. so fucking weird Ugh. Oh, God. Well, before we get into the very minimal background facts I have, because surprise, surprise, there's not a lot of information about the production of 1973's The Baby. Um, Anya, why don't you give us a brief synopsis if people have not seen it? Yes. And if you don't want it spoiled in my synopsis and you want to watch it, it's available to stream on Shudder and Arrow, two of our favorites. And it's also available on the Roku channel and Tubi for free with ads, I believe. So I also found it on YouTube. I didn't actually go through and watch it, but I saw a few different links for YouTube that were full length. Oh, great. So there's that too. Um, okay. So the baby, I'm really going to give like a, the shortest version because like, we're going to get into all the crazy shit in the discussion. Um, essentially it starts, we meet a social worker. Her name is Anne. She's getting a new case that we see from photographs alone is clearly like an adult man acting like a baby. So she shows up to this house. She meets the family, which consists of baby, the baby, um, his mother, and then his two sisters who are also grown adults, but are still living at home with their mother, which I'm not going to normally, I wouldn't judge given the context of everything that comes. It is like y'all are freaks. Um, (laughs) So she meets them and it's clear from the jump that the family is weird and like something's going on. They're weird about this adult baby. It's like, sure. Maybe he has (laughs) like clearly something psychological or whatever is going on, but like, it's clear that they're the ones that are like, making it happen and making sure he stays this way so Anne is our like protagonist hero that we're following along with because she's really trying to work hard to like understand baby and like help baby like grow and learn like to the level that she should be at which is probably like at the very least mid 30s um while also kind of being like you guys are sus and I'm about to get like child protection services in this bitch. Um, But she doesn't want to involve outside parties. She wants to handle it herself. And meanwhile, she keeps going home to her big empty house that she lives in with her mother-in-law because uh, her husband is gone. He was an architect and there was like an accident that they don't say specifically what it is, but she's like devastated. He's not really in the picture anymore. So it's not clear what's going on there other than she's like, it should have happened to me. And like now she's living with his mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the movie goes I think on. It was a boating and- accident. Yes. So as the movie goes on and things start to escalate, it gets to a point where the family is like, girl, I don't fucking trust you. Like, we know that you're on to us and you're trying to take this baby from us. Um, 
So we're going to like call your boss and like say all this crazy shit about you to get you off the case. So when this happens, then it's like war because she's like, well, now I am going to fucking involve like these like child protection services or whatever. And they're like, well, fuck, if she does that, like we're really fucked because they're going to investigate everything. Um, So they're like, girl, come to this birthday party for baby. Come. Like, I'm so sorry. We're acting so crazy. LOL. That was so insane come to the party come to the party of course they like drug her fucking drink drag her to the basement and they're like you stupid bitch like she's like people know i came they're like you were fucking drunk at the party we're gonna say that you like died on the way home in an accident and so something that they drop it's like a small detail at the beginning at the social security office that the previous caseworker for baby disappeared and they're just like yeah people disappear and Anne's like yeah "Yeah, but like shouldn't we be worried they're like no yeah, it happens Shut all the up. time. Um, it never goes acknowledged after that. Those like three lines. But with the aid of Baby, who the entire time doesn't speak, makes baby noises, crawling around on his hands and knees, makes his way down to the basement, helps her escape. She then kidnaps, I guess, Baby, brings her back to her house. And at this point, even when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my God, we're still going. There's still the big final act. Holy shit. I, I, for some reason, my head, I was like, it ends after the party. She gets Baby, she goes, and then I'll, whatever. I forgot too. So, I was like, we're not going to have any kills to talk about. They literally, they wait for this last like 10, 15 minutes. And then it's like, we're going to pull the end of fucking Home Alone. Macaulay, she is, and the social worker is Macaulay Culkin. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baiting these fuckers to come to her house. She like sends them a card with like a picture of Baby where she's like <laughs> making him stand. And it's this like der- low-key deranged like <laughs> It's like a low-key deranged note because she's like, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all this shit for baby, and I'm gonna help him, and blah blah. Which great, you're like sure that yeah, help this fucking guy that's like been forced to be a baby for thirty years. And then she's like, the baby you knew will never be the baby you know again. <laughs> Even if you get him back, he's changed forever. And you're like, oh my god, she's doing a lot, but it's obviously to bait these women to be like, I we have to get him back. So they go. And it's in the middle of the night. They're going to sneak in. They're going to get baby. So she sends her two adult daughters in first. And then when they don't come out, she goes in only to find that her daughters have been sliced and diced in the back. And then it's this final fight between Anne, the social worker, Anne's mother-in-law, and then the crazy mom of baby whose name is Mrs. Wadsworth, um, played by Ruth Roman. Mm-hmm. And they duke it out. And then at the last moments, if she falls over the banister and they're like, let's kill her. These sickos are like, no, 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 no. Don't kill her. They drag her out to this pool they're digging, poltergeist style in the backyard, dump the two daughters' dead bodies, put mama in next to them, still alive but with broken legs, gag her, bury her alive. So already you're just oh. like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh my God, what is up with this woman? cut back inside they locked baby in a closet for this whole thing low-key like on punishment unclear now she opens the door and she's like are you ready to be good now you can come out baby waddles out afterwards these two it's the next morning these two seem completely fine you know mother-in-law and Anne. they're like how are you like i'm good i'm gonna make some coffee after they fucking buried someone alive and killed two people and then Dan opens up a fucking bedroom door that looks like a nursery. So you're like, okay, well, you know, baby still has growing to do. So I guess she's like going to take care of him in here till now. You don't even know. You don't even know because she fucking goes in and who's waiting in there but baby husband who we thought was dead the whole time with bandages around his head like he just got a fucking lobotomy. 
and she's like oh yeah here's your new bestie like doesn't now seem like she has any plans to make baby grow up she's just like i want my husband baby to have a friend and also maybe i want a second baby husband i don't fucking know and the movie ends with them all like a big family in this now finished pool that his mother is buried alive under baby swimming with floaties as mother-in-law is sitting in a lawn chair like oh so happy that this worked out for her and that is the baby wow that was a riveting <laughs> that was riveting Thank and you. i didn't even touch on like oh, half of the shit yeah <laughs> the only thing i will uh say as a correction which makes it even crazier is that i read that even though the actor who played baby was 31 the character is supposed to be 21 i, I oh yeah yeah, like, no, that is a grown-ass fucking man. It's a 31-year-old man. man, please. Yeah, 21. I don't, I don't get it, but. And he makes baby noises. It's not like, like, he's dumb yeah. as a baby, which is, yeah. I, I found really off-putting upon Oh, yeah. It's, it, that's we'll usually the most off-putting that. thing about the whole movie. <laughs> Crazy, deranged, unsettling shit happens. The worst thing is him being like, it's giving um when they would do like the close-ups of the worms and squirm and they would have like the pig screams oh that's yeah. what it reminds me of. so it's giving We're the spongebob like... butterfly close-up is what yeah. <laughs> it's really it's terrifying um yeah okay amazing let's move on to our background which as i already mentioned is not much so we'll get through this pretty quick um but as you said, the baby was 1973. Um, it's only rated PG, which I find very interesting. Excuse because, me? Yeah, PG. Um, I mean, to be fair, there's not really any, like, blood. There's, like, one, like, you can see, like, a knife in Alba at one point. But, like, there's no language. There's no explicit sex on screen. There's no violence, really, except, like, no, like, graphic violence. It's more just, like, the psychological of it's what the fuck is shit, Yeah. Yeah, it's rated PG, so technically anyone can really watch this. So bring um, the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> bring your babies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is also very short. It's an hour 24, which is the sweet spot for me. Um, we already talked about this a little bit, but this was directed by Ted Post, who, um, as we said, worked with Clint Eastwood. But he was mostly, as from what I could find, a TV director who did a lot of, like, like big TV shows. He did, like, uh, I think Twilight Zone was one of them. Um, and it was written by a man named Abe Polsky. And Abe Polsky was very, very committed to having Ted Post be the person that directed this movie. So he spent about a year just trying to convince Ted to sign on for the project. But Ted was like, I don't fucking know. This material is real weird. It's real dark. I don't know if it's going to be a good idea. I don't Imagine know what Abe got did. Clint to be the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I think that he directed the Clint Eastwood movie only a few months after the baby, so it could have almost happened. You never only know. Only reversed. <laughs> um, I don't know what so Abe grizzled. eventually said, but he he was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do the movie eventually." So took a while. Um, you read a tagline, but I have another tagline for the film because you know sometimes they like to give you multiple. Yeah. Um, we found this a poster one... that had about like six different taglines on it. It was really oh. funny. I love that. The one I have is horror is his formula, which <laughs> like, again, I feel yeah, like it's... a lot of the marketing really makes it seem like this is a movie about a killer baby, but like a mass murdering baby. And I wonder if it's kind of one of those like Charles Band situations where like they came up with the name in the poster mm. and they were like, market it, then write it, then make it. 
I don't know, but it's giving that very much. Very much, much so. Um, um, it's not a very like grand film, so it makes sense that the budget was only two hundred thousand uh, dollars. Very only small. Oh my god, two hundred thousand. Um, especially when you consider the fact that Ruth Roman was the lead, uh, Mrs. Wadsworth, um, and she was a very notable actress who had been in a lot of things from the forties through the eighties. Um, she was very famous. She was from Lynn, Massachusetts. What up? I, love, I mean, not really Lynn, but you know, Woo. um, and she's very distinguished. Yeah. She's like, it, it, she kind of stands out as the only person that's like, I know what I'm doing, everybody. Every she's young. giving very much the Susan Tyrell of the baby. Yeah, she's almost he, like got like a John Wayne or like a Joan Crawford and like yes. Johnny Guitar. Yes, I'm like, what and movie you know what? She also, <laughs> she also reminded me, I don't know if it was just like appearance-wise, but she reminded me of Stockard Channing a little bit. Like she had like a, like a Rizzo like vibe mm-hmm. to her. Just like, just like kind of one of those people where you're like, don't mess with that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I threw in a fun fact about her because I don't have much about the actual movie and I thought this was interesting. Um, Back in the, in 1956, so pretty early in her career considering, uh, she was aboard the ship, the Andrea Doria, which collided with the Stockholm about 40 miles um, from Nantucket Island and it sunk and she survived with her son. There were about Jesus. 50 casualties I read, but she was one of them that made it. And it just, like, was very Titanic of her. Very grand. Well, she's a boss bitch who doesn't play around when it comes to her babies, as we've seen. I wonder if that was the motivation for a- She's like, I gotta do this anything? part. I don't know. I mean, there's certain, like, lines in there that I think, like I said, I, I find this movie very, like, complicated to follow in a tone, mm-hmm. tone kind of way. But, like, when she's on screen and she's, like, doing, like, the stern but caring mother thing it's just like like i'm yeah no i'm i'm in it i'm locked in <laughs> i believe her oh yeah she's the best of all of them for sure um well in preparation for his role as baby actor <sighs> david mooney uh, legs he shaved his entire body um, oh, got some shiny legs on this man. Yeah, like, oh. every ounce of body hair that was once on that man, he got rid of so that he could really embody baby. Um, and he also did some, you know, research. He went to a school for children with special needs, and he just observed the way that they behaved and they interacted to try to. I mean, I would just watch how babies act, I guess, if you're playing a baby. But sure. Um, and you mentioned the terrifying baby noises that come out of his mouth <laughs> because originally the original audio track for the film was actually David Mooney doing the baby noises. Um, so there was an original cut of the film that it was all hit sounds coming from his own body, but there was some issues when they remastered it and the original audio got lost. So they had to then put in baby sounds in its place so that it would, it would work. <sighs> So once upon a time, it wasn't so fucking horrifying. So wait, they are real baby sounds in the film? They are real baby sounds that they put in because the audio was lost. And so they were like, well, we got to just throw some baby noises in. I'd be very curious to know how it plays with. Yeah. Because I think there, I think I would have preferred that. But just like considering how off-putting the the Mm -hmm. elements of this movie is like, you know what? Yeah get put in real baby noises it's fuck it who cares 
for a pound (laughs) you would have probably had like a little bit more realism if it was like clearly a grown man being like but there's there's something about the sounds of like an actual toddler escaping this man's mouth that like is riveting i can't i it can't look away i love it um, the last little fact I have uh, is that the baby has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it only has 15 reviews. But that's still a high score. That means like probably one of those was bad. So, I mean, Loki as so it should cute. be. I wonder who like, who, who are the baby stands? Like you're looking what's... at her. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Cornelia's like, like scribbling out her notes. Shit. Yes. Oh, oh. What this? <laughs> Garbage. Um, I wouldn't no, say I'm a stan, but I don't know. I like. I as someone, I like to think of myself as very like sex positive, and I think I'm very kink positive. But truly, when it comes to like age play and like adult baby stuff, I'm kind of like, I'm sorry, like I'm happy for you, but this is so embarrassing to me no we we have to get into that we will get into that because that's a huge part of this yeah it's a very very icky icky place um yeah i mean we should just jump into the movie i mean you kind of brought it up earlier that the last 15 minutes is really where like the shit goes down and i feel like for me at least the first like hour 10 of the film it doesn't really read as a horror movie to me most of the time it's like very much kind of like a psychological family drama mm-hmm. until they go fucking batshit crazy at the end. And then you're like, oh, okay, now we're into horror territory. So, so I find that so much of the film is just kind of a character study of all of these people because they're all so fucking weird and fascinating. So I figured we should just talk about the characters. Um, yeah. Is there anyone in the family or Anne or Baby in particular that stood out to you that you wanted to... I mean, we have to fucking, I mean, we can talk about all of them, yeah. Um, I guess someone's I will start is Jermaine, who is one of the daughters. Um, I don't know if they ever specified which of the two daughters was older or anything. It doesn't really matter. I would think Jermaine based on, like, I just find that Alba kind kind of comes across as, like, the more immature, um, like, ego-focused one, where Jermaine is kind of more, like, the caretaker even though yeah you know well, obviously the, we'll get to see what she does the thing about germaine fucking mm-hmm. upon entrance enters this home like <laughs> with first and foremost i don't know if it's her real hair or it's a wig but it looks prehistoric <laughs> it looks like she is a cavewoman who's about to get dragged and beat with a club over the head and she's gonna love every second of it that hair is full of secrets let me tell you that much i literally was like what the fuck what's going on with the styling at least the mother also has like huge hair <laughs> but the like go back and watch when Jermaine no, enters. Jermaine... that shit was like <laughs> skyscraper it's, it's tall it's yeah prehistoric is a really good way to describe it, it, it I, all i could think about was like if she was in like just like a, going to like a college party in like a piece of cloth i'd be like oh my god great cave woman <laughs> costume like it's insane um but she enters already feeling like deranged energy coming off of her but the thing that's interesting about her is and i kind of remembered it from the first time when i was watching it again is like yeah she there's something about her energy that's like unsettling but at first she doesn't really do anything like she's very much like yeah like our dad was like a deadbeat that ran out on us which 
also like I feel like is a thing that is never fully answered. It's like, did they kill baby's dad? Or like was it well, what they suspect all, that like they all have different dads. Yeah. Um, because I know that they say that and they say that like and the last one that ran out, that was the the last straw for her. That's just why she made baby like a baby. Yeah, I think I think that's supposed to be like fact. Yeah. Because everything I've read has been like, this is the reason why they do it to baby. And I'm like, okay. Um But there's a moment when Anne comes to visit for one of her visits or whatever and she goes to leave and Jermaine is like walking her out and it's the first time we really get her talking about her husband because she asks her about like oh what does your husband do like how do you afford all these nice clothes and I'm I know I think to a certain degree it's obviously supposed to play like she's trying to get dirt on Anne and she's kind of like I don't know maybe trying to like lure Anne somewhere to like hurt her or something but there's something about this scene that plays very much like she's like she really likes Anne and like wants to have a friend or something beyond her oh, family yeah. or there was even a part of that was like is she into she's me flirting. Yeah. yeah she's like i never took that is. as like she's trying to get info i was i was like she's just like trying to fuck Anne. i think <laughs> well at the end of the interaction when Anne is kind of like no like in a nice yeah. way is like i'm not going to there's like a sinisterness i think that comes off of jermaine where she's like oh like did it you don't know until blah, blah blah whatever and you're like she's scary but i was just like oh i would have lived if like the turn was like i don't know like i mean this was the first time watching it also not knowing where the fuck we were gonna end up and what Anne's true motivation was but i was like oh like what if like she's the one member of the family that does try to help Anne and is like they're all scary and awful and like loki i had such a crush on you girl like go save yourself and then that doesn't happen and so that's already disappointing but then obviously the big fucking germane moment is like and i think it comes after the babysitter moment which we also will have to talk about i know it doesn't have the babysitter moment it definitely does where it's like something happened or i think baby i think it might have been after baby got cattle prodded because you know that happens too yeah and he's Mm -hmm. in his bunk or his bunk his crib and (laughs) in the middle of the night and she comes in the room. She's in, like, low-key, like, a sheer, tiny, like, teddy, nighty situation. And she comes in. It's dark. She closes the door. And we don't really see anything because it's PG. But we see her drop the nighty, so naked, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. like, opens up Baby's crib and, like, steps into the crib with him. And that's where it cuts, where it's just, like, there's no universe in which I believe she's just, like, just thought you needed a friend to sleep with like she's going in there to fuck the adult baby which i think it's a running theme in the film and i'm it's a very interesting theme that everybody wants to fuck baby because you have the babysitter like you said who lets him suck on her titty and she's clearly enjoying it you have the sister who is clearly doing something with him in the crib at night where the mom and the other sister are not aware of it and like you mentioned, Anne very much by the end seems like she's maybe trying to have a second baby husband. And it's like, why are you all trying to fuck this man baby? It's this weird thing of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like even guess motivations, but it feels very much like they want to like, oh, it's he's still a man, but like, I don't have to fucking talk to him because he's a fucking baby. I don't have any of the actual interactions with him, but he's still a big grown man. Okay. Well, wink, wink. this Which is what is I have disgusting. to say. Is that in terms of Georgia, or what the second name was, was it Georgia? No, Jermaine. Um, Georgia. And girl, it started with a G. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Anyways, in terms of Jermaine, it's fucked because they are related. Which, oh, sure, yeah. even if you get past the incest, because clearly we, we ate it the fuck up in Butcher Baker. But it's like, this, he's not 
like into as far as we know, it's not like he's like into some weird kink shit where he's like, I'm gonna pretend to be a baby. He's a baby. You fuck me. He has the mind of a baby. They have psychologically fucked him, and then they're like, yeah. and now that you're in the state, I'm gonna fuck you. It feels very assault esque. So it oh, isn't yeah. like I can even be like, it's gross, but I'm guess teach their own. It's like no, no. It's so <laughs> and the way they like massage his upper thighs oh, with his lotion. No, no. <laughs> it's, so it's so fucked. It's really, really. It's, it's so bad. Oh, I was again because the last time I was here and talking about how much I really enjoy like when the twist of something is incest, and then of course like watching this movie, I'll be like, I don't like. I'm not having fun anymore. (laughs) It's no fun. I'm sorry. I put this out in the universe. But, and like the little, like the gymnastics that I was doing, because I was like, okay, well, why is this different from like Butcher Baker? And, and part of it, like I was thinking, like, is it the age thing? Like, yeah, that sucks if you're like fucking a baby, but he isn't a baby. I think it's the consent. There's the consent part of it. Like, no one's. A, like straight up assaulted in Butcher Baker um, that I can recall. And and at least like Billy from Butcher Baker, like had a life outside of yeah. like his nutcase mm-hmm. house um, and babies. I, I don't like is simply like his sisters and his mom. And then, Anne like are all he has. Mm-hmm. And in a way they're all kind of like sinister in their own. Yeah. Life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, there was something, Cordelia actually pointed this out, but like the way that we made the V.C. Andrews comparison to Butcher Baker, there was something very like roll doll about the baby where everyone's just like mean spirited in a way where you're like, <laughs> but um, yeah, but they went to like a lot of trouble. They went in a lot of trouble to like keep him as a baby um, mm-hmm. just to then like treat him like shit. I feel like the moral of the story is like all those people who are like, I wish my baby would never grow up. And it's like, well, now this is what happens if your baby never grows up. So like, if you don't want your baby to grow up and you want to have him forever as this cute little tiny, like toy, basically, then treat him like a baby. Like be kind to him. Don't be fucking cattle prodding him and abusing him. Well, the crazy, it's, Every level, I mean, as we said, all the women now in his life, bad. And three or four of them, no. Yes? No, well, yes, babysitter. So five women in his life. Three of five oh, of them want to fuck him. I mean, like, <laughs> and it's like each thing gets worse because, like, when you think about, I mean, I have to come back to the babysitter thing. I can't do it right now, though. I have to get through this thought. Is that you get the, I think, the stereotypical, like, um, what is, I, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it right, but it's like the Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy. Yes, it's kind of like that thing with mom, mm. which I think you can already, even from the beginning, you're like, I know we're gonna go that route. Like, you've got an yeah. adult baby. Well, like, they're also financially dependent on him because I think they get yeah. um, they get money from the state because, like, of disability or whatever, like, they call that's it. That's so true. They get welfare. Um. So, I mean, fucked, but I feel like in the past few years, we've had a lot of stuff that does that. Like, I remember Sharp Objects, like, stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, we've seen that, like, fucking Miss Joey King in the act. Um, <laughs> so, that's to be expected at this point. So, you're like, sure, dark, scary, whatever. And then you get to the next level of, like, the germane of it all, of, like, and then you got a sister who's, like, an adult woman still living at home, dependent on mommy, too, but, like, she wants to fuck him. And now you're like, oh, now it's really weird. But the worst of all, debatably, is Anne because she's a social worker. She's supposed to be there to help him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ultimately, like, her motivation is so fucking beyond because she already has an adult man baby. <laughs> Why does she need two? Like, this is lonely. <laughs> I guess. Why, that? Why is her husband not in, like, a facility where he can get care? He- because she's into it. Like- <laughs> That's the, the, the twist. She never wanted them to get better. Yeah. She says something at the end. She's like, wifey loves her baby husband. Yes! Have your- <laughs> I literally <laughs> wrote down. Head. She literally says, wifey loves her big baby husband. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am. I believe that men can be baby. I like to be myself as baby. But like mm-hmm. men can be baby. I have examples on the top of my head that I will refrain from mentioning at this moment. But there's a difference between like being baby, like cute, and then like being a baby. Um, like I just like tried to wrap my head around very briefly because it itched me the fuck out. Kind of what Cornelia was bringing up of like I'm not trying to kink shame anybody, but like this I movie, am, I am kink shaming this movie. I yeah, don't want to yeah. kink shame anyone in real life, but this movie. Time out. Absolutely. (laughs) Go to the corner. But just like, yeah, like an adult man. If I was with a man, if I had a a boyfriend and he was like, I came home one day and he was in a fucking onesie (laughs) and was like, baby, want mommy or some shit. I would literally pick my keys back up, walk out of the house and never come home. Like, fuck that. Burn the house down on your way out. No, literally. Throughout the whole the whole life. It's God, <laughs> no. My one solace is that, because I saw some people, I agree with you, Alex, that it's really hard to find information on this movie because I was looking for, like, literally anything. I was like, what? Like, why? They <laughs> tried um, <laughs> to bury it. They're like, don't worry about this movie. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that? Don't worry about that. Why are you asking questions about that? Um, I, like, obviously, I because obviously we're talking about on a horror podcast. I think it's horrifying. It absolutely counts. But I think a lot of people throw it into like the exploitation mm. trend of the 70s. And it, it, I would absolutely count it as an exploitation film and how like some people are comparing it to John Waters, a person and director who I'm a big fan of and who has also made some vile shit. Um, <laughs> right. Things that I'm a little bit quicker, more quick to defend because... I don't know if those people are having fun in those ones, but mm-hmm. um, I do know that John Waters is repulsed by adult babies as well. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not like if the elder filth is also like grossed out by this, who am I to be like, go out of my way to defend it? Yeah. <sighs> Man, take a cleansing breath now. Everybody, out <laughs> there, <laughs> um, well, I, I would, I mean, we now know what Anne's like true motivations were with the fact that she wanted an adult playmate for her, her husband who she just isn't willing to, I guess, try to send to any kind of medical place where maybe they can try to help him. Who knows? Whatever. But I think that the structure of her character throughout the film is so interesting because you have like two different versions of Anne through most of the film where like when she's with the family, I don't know if you guys felt this way too, but I like immediately felt like she was like trying to fuck baby. Like immediately she was like all over him and like way too involved and like very clingy and very weird. And I was like, I think she wants this baby as her baby. But then she, you have that like cut with her going to her boss at the agency being like, this is criminal negligence. We have to help him. And so you're going back and forth so much between being like, which version of Anne 
do I believe? Just for at the end of them to be like, neither of them. Just kidding. She's even crazier than you think. Well, it's interesting that you thought from the beginning she wanted to fuck him because I, and I can see why you would think that. I Maybe not necessarily fuck, but like she was way too like touchy for some, for like a social worker. I was like, there's way too much like physical contact here. It's in that, the like, script. I'm uncomfortable by it. It's in the script too. Cause I think there's at least like three or four characters, like in the first like 15, 20 minutes that are just like, sorry, why are you this invested in this? <laughs> like the sisters ask, the mom asks, her boss asks. And she's like, well, who wouldn't be interested? Like, it's very interesting. And she You're did like, special uh-huh. things to get the case. And that's like, what did you do? Yeah. Um, which I guess, like, then they try to, like, play off as, like, yeah, like, maybe she's already suspicious because a social worker went missing. And she's just, like, she's just, like, such a righteous so- social worker. She has to bring justice to this. And then mm-hmm. I guess maybe also, like, in theory, which is believe her husband died in an accident. That it's, like, and now with this void in her life, she's, like, yeah. I must do good. Which I think plays well to a certain degree. Um, but on the rewatch, as I was saying at the beginning of the episode, there weren't any things that I watched back where I was like, well, come on. It was right there. We should have known she had an adult baby husband. <laughs> but there were, there were two things I made note of um, that were red flags to me upon the rewatch is one when she goes and there's that whole scene when they're in the backyard and like mom shows up and she's like what the fuck are you doing here girl like whatever Mm -hmm. and they have the whole conversation where she's like i think you should put baby in this like school for like children or whatever and then like there's a whole thing where she's like and then she's like well like i don't have a car i can't take him she's like well i would take baby which when you're watching us you're like yeah obviously you pick him up drop him off and then mom is like no like you would take him alone like I'm not, he doesn't go anywhere without me, which like, sure, fine. The logical thing for her to have said would have been like, like, you can come in the car with us to pick him up and drop him off. When she says that though, like she can go without mom, immediately it's like dropped. It's like, um, we'll have to come to another solution. And on rewatch, I was like, well, she obviously Mm. doesn't want mom in the car with her because she wants to put baby in the car and then beep, beep, toot, toot, drive the fuck away and never come back. And then the other red flag is when she's talking, I think, to the guy that's like the head of that school because they were supposed to Mm -hmm. come and meet and have a meeting with him. And it's when she gets the phone call um, that they're like, talk to your boss. Like, we told him all the shit, yada, yada, yada. She's talking to the guy from the school, and he like, he's the one that first brings up, like, there's a name for it, like, a specific service. And he's like, they should get involved if you think baby's in danger, blah, blah, which is, again, the logical thing to do would be like, yeah, we can't waste any more time. Get them involved. And then she's like, she kind of, she's not immediately like, no, but she's just like, oh, like, I'd like to avoid that if possible. Because obviously she knows, in hindsight, that if they come, they'll take baby away and actually put him somewhere where he would get help and not be fucked mm-hmm. by these women anymore. And she's like, well, no, 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 no. Because if they take him, I don't get baby either. Um, so I found that on my rewatch. But like, and I feel like it's still unclear if she wants to fuck baby or not, even at the ending. Like, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, I, we don't know if she's fucking her husband. I mean, like, I don't know. She's yeah, crazy enough to be know. doing this that, like, I wouldn't put it past her. But it's unwell, at the very least. It's, I'm curious what her, like, her and her mother-in-law's game plan is. Because they make a note at the end to be like, are we going to become just like them? And she's like, we could never be them because, we, you know, we love them or whatever. But, like, baby stays a baby because of the negative reinforcements that have been instilled in him from his family that have caused him to not learn and not to grow. And I'm curious if, like, the damage is already permanently done or if 
they were to then like get rid of all of that negative reinforcement if he would naturally begin to like learn things and grow because if that's the case and you're so desperate to have your fucking baby husband have a friend are you just gonna end up becoming them and like locking him in the closet and Mm. doing shit to him too you think she's the the hero but is she just as bad yeah i i kind of struggled with uh the actresses uh, with Anne the actress because i don't know her from anything else she's not Um, really in much else that i could find and Jeanette Comer because um, like obviously the reveal is so great and I I personally was getting like religious undertone because she's it's not I don't think God ever comes into like mm-hmm. anyone's motivations but at least like her performance as a social worker I I felt like there were almost like religious undertones to it um, maybe just because I, I don't know I've been watching some of the like Duggar docu series, mm. and I was like, "What are these women with these like voices that are just high, just a step out of being a natural register?" <laughs> like, yeah. I don't trust it. Um, but uh, I like her. I love how it turns out at the ending. It's the first time you see this like woman experiencing joy, mm. and not to like you know be completely hung up on Susan Tyrell, but she is like our queen um Mm. like comparing it to something like that kind of performance where i think every motivation and every like choice is so like nicely paced out and intentional and i i think it just left a lot to be desired from the Anne character Mm. and it almost made me wonder like if this was like a shelly duvall or something in this role where it's like of course you like want to see her win and succeed and she's so sweet but there is like a darkness to it Mm -hmm. like i just made me uh it made me wonder what could have been. I think, kind of, because I don't disagree. I think, unfortunately, with this movie, because there is, because like, with Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, like, there isn't really like a. I guess there's the reveal of like that, like she was like his original, like he, she's actually his mother. Like mm-hmm. that's the reveal. But at that point, like in the in the scale of crazy, like you're like, okay, sure, like everything else that came before this Loki was crazier than this reveal. But okay, great, yeah. Whereas like this because it's building to the ultimate reveal and i think it in terms of building to that reveal it builds in a nice way and but i think it comes at the cost of having to write the script and i think specifically Anne's character in such a way where it doesn't i mean sure her performance is not will never be at the level of susan tyrell and butcher baker no one's ever will but I think because she has to play it in this way of like, I'm just a social worker Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I need to help this baby that like, other than like, yeah, like the mentioning of like, oh, I don't want to get those people involved. Like they're, and that's just truly just like her saying it. There's no like tone of her voice or like shift in her personality where you're like, wait a minute, that's really creepy and weird. So like you literally don't get like, this bitch is dark sided in the head until like the last (laughs) minute, which I'm sure for some people is like, great and i think to a certain degree has to be that way for that reveal to be like so batshit insane um but yeah it comes at the expense of not feeling like we see like all sides of her in this movie yeah i completely agree i think that her character has to kind of have that like face on the whole time of like putting on this performance of being normal so that when the twist comes it is like so shocking whereas susan tyrell gets to just like play it the fuck up like there's so (laughs) many scenes in butcher baker where she's walking down the stairs or she's just by herself and she's like talking to herself and she's like looks absolutely (laughs) fucking unhinged 
which is great because as an audience, we get to see the whole time how like unstable she is. And in this, I feel like if you're going to do that with any of the characters, I feel like Mrs. Wadsworth could have been an interesting character to have kind of those like solo, like crazy moments if we needed them. And that would maybe make us like, oh, like think of her even more as like the villain versus Anne, who is like this like sweet social worker who's like very much putting on this face. But I mean, imagine Susan Tyrell in <laughs> any of these roles. Well, well she would fuck it slayed. We don't have to dwell on this, but it Cordelia, when we rewatched this, had an interesting idea of like a punch up just to like take the story to another level that like mm-hmm. what if Anne Gentry, her character was like early pregnant in the story. So it would be like a like it would kind of put her at parallel with Miss Wadsworth being like, I've just lost my husband, but I'm expecting a baby, but I'm trying to save another baby to like redeem mm-hmm. herself. We don't have to dwell on that, but I thought like that would have been interesting. <laughs> like mm, so many babies. I wonder if she would let that baby grow up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that remains the question at the end of the movie with, with both of them is like, what are their fates? We don't know. And it's probably not good. All right. I think it is time for the most delicious part of the episode, the Q and Slay. The girls who cried be I would love, because I think that the script is fucking bonkers at time, to, to start off with uh, favorite lines. And I would like Cornelia to start because there is a line that happened now, especially now that I'm watching with subtitles for these episodes. Like, I'm, <laughs> some of them I'm just like blown away by. And Greg and I were fucking dying at one specific line that I just feel like is what Cornelia chose. Um, and he said before he left tonight, um, he called you whatever you're gonna say if you bring it up um okay great yeah my favorite line is alba i'll do anything to get to paradise but does it have to be in an ambulance <laughs> so not that the line, line that we thought it was not even the same line it wasn't oh interesting wait what line <laughs> now i'm like girl yeah, well i will well the line i expected yeah the one i expected from cornelia was the first time that we meet dennis at this party he goes up to anne and he says, may I pay you a sincere compliment? You have beautiful skin. And she says, don't tell me you're a dermatologist. And he says, no, just a skin freak. <laughs> and I was like, that, if Cornelia is not a skin freak, I don't know what she is. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I do have that written down because I thought I'll get, I just don't take me to paradise in an ambulance was like gold. But you I just love Dennis, clearly. Well, here's the thing. I do love Dennis. <laughs> because and I will fight for my man (laughs) I'm sure that because he is like an actor from the 70s who's like has a really like like sticky bar floor type of filmography where I'm just like dude like there's no way you're a good person if this is what your career is but like I don't know that for sure there's not a lot of information um Michael Pataki is a I don't know if he wrote but he's definitely an actor director and I've mentioned him on the podcast before because he directed the disco musical porno parody Cinderella that also features. He's the director of the the Cinderella porn. He directed. Oh yes. My God. <laughs> and I have he, to see it. He, I. I know you have it, bitch. We'll we'll get everybody here on a video call. We'll watch it. It's so funny. Um, 
but it's it cracks me up because like and then he shows up in movies like this where again he plays like a sleazeball skin freak guy and it's like are you leaning into it because it's just is who you are or you're just like i can lean into it because i can and i'm i'm fun in that way but um i just another another full circle for the girls who cried be horror i love that love i had those. no idea um well my line which mm-hmm. brings up the scene that I kept saying we need to talk about and then we did not talk about. So I'm going to talk about it right now. Do it. Which is the babysitter scene. Which, mm-hmm. first and foremost, I made note when this scene happens, there's a new girl in the house and it's night and you're like, who is this? And it's the babysitter. She's like on the phone with her boyfriend, I think. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you could not pay me enough. I'm jobless right now. You could not pay me anything to go babysit an adult man. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't know um, why her parents let her do that. No, literally. Um... That's scary. Anyways, but so <laughs> she ultimately, like, she hears baby crying. She goes up to the room, and then, like, baby's, like, throwing a fucking fit. He wants to come out of the crib. He wants to play. And then she's, like, playing with him, and then he, like, rams his head into the wall. Yeah. Like, like, a fucking dipshit. And so he's, like, crying immediately, which also, when I tell you, like, the profound, like, vomit-inducing ick that went through my body when he hits his head, and he's, like, I would love to kill him. But so she picks him up and she's like, oh, <laughs> she's holding him. And he's like crying. She's like rocking. She's like, oh, baby, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then I don't even remember exactly the the exact second, but like he starts to act like baby's hungry. And he starts to like pull at her shirt to try to get oh. to her titties. And at first she's like, no, baby, like, no, like I'll get you a bottle or like something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so disturbed. It's so disturbed because at first you're like, pull it, pray for this girl. Like get this girl out of here. Like, I know that this guy is like a baby brain, but at the same time, it feels like this. There's a part of me that's like real world circumstances. I'm like, this would be some freak who's like pretending, but he's really just got a baby kink and he's trying to assault this young teenage girl, like help her. But then she almost like immediately is like into it. And she helps pull down her shirt to reveal her titty so we can suck at her titty, which is certainly not lactating. So it's not like he's actually getting food from it. Also begs the question, has he been sucking other people's teeth? I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Why is that his instinct? Oh my god. Years. There's no way your mom is still putting her titties in your mouth. There's no uh, way. Uh, no way. There's watch this movie. You're telling me there's no I way. Know, she, titty in all the characters, she seems the one who's very much like she I mean, you never yeah. see her like do anything physical to baby. I would say she's the only one who she's more the like the mental and emotional negative reinforcements than the physical ones. So like I don't know. Maybe that's where Jermaine comes in. Oh, God. We can't get back to that. All this to say, this is happening. I'm sitting there, like, jaw on the fucking floor, like, you cannot be for real, girl. Put that titty back in your fucking shirt right now. (laughs) Right now. Mom and the sisters come home. They're like, oh, where is this bitch? She, like, left the TV on. Like, let's go check on baby. Go upstairs. Find her in the act. Now, mind you, up until this point, like, we haven't fully seen anything with them doing anything bad to baby. We're just kind of, like, suspect of all of them. So at this point, like, they're in the right, low-key in my mind. They're like, we just came home to you, like, putting your titty in our son's mouth or our brother's mouth, whatever, who, like, is psychologically not well. Um, So you're taking advantage of him. But, Mm -hmm. hey comes in mom comes in and she's like what the fuck is going on in here whatever 
And the babysitter says, like, oh, like, no, like, no, nothing happened, whatever. And then she, and I'm not going to do this line delivery justice at all, but she's like, nothing happened? With your damn tit in his mouth and you call that nothing? You lying bitch. And then they proceed to beat the living shit out of her. Like, to the point where she's like, get her out of the house or I'll kill her. And they, like, drag her bloody body out of the house. And I'm watching this at this point, not even the... Not even reached the crazy levels we're gonna get to, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So, um, that's my line reading: is you know, why the fuck is your tit in his mouth? Yeah, she really she gives in so fast, and she's also still saying like, "No, baby, no, no, baby," as she's like pulling her yeah. own shirt down, and I'm like, "Girl, uh, I think that you're, I think maybe on, yes." She was on the phone with her boyfriend, yes. like right up until this point. She's like, "I guess I can come over like later," and you're like. Uh, like, wait, like, I'm sure there's other boys that will also put your tit. In That's their what's mouth. also like- fucking crazy about it. It's just like <laughs> she doesn't act at all like something's been going on between her and baby, which like would be gross, but I mean, would maybe make more sense in the context of this scene of like another night with baby doing some crazy shit. But mm-hmm. it's like her boyfriend is calling and seemingly like, yeah, like wants to fuck. I think he even like wants to come over and she's like, no, you can't come over. Like, remember, like this like freak is upstairs or what the fuck ever. <laughs> she says something like that. She and does. then. Uh, so it's like so seemingly it's like she's doing the classic like my boyfriend's so horny and ugh, I have to appease him at some point tonight whatever like so it's not even like she's like fucking like fuck I'm so horny I have to get off so the way that she gives into baby and I'm like he's no I can't even actually go there anyways um, it's, it's, <laughs> that's um, all I'm gonna say um, I have two very small lines um, because we've discussed a lot of the big ones um, it's so silly and small and simple, but I just love how it comes out of nowhere and also the delivery, which is the scene you mentioned earlier, Anya, about Jermaine and Anne as they're walking to Anne's car, just talking about life, trying to like get to know each other, very flirty. And they're talking about baby, I think, up to a point. And then Jermaine goes, do you like physical exercise? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, really? I was like... <laughs> I like physical exercise. What do you want to do? I just love that line so much. And then she wants to go on a hike and it sounded so nice. But I just loved it. Do you like physical exercise? It felt very um, stiff and like the exact delivery I wanted this actress to give. Um, But there's also a dentist line that I swear to God, if I did not have my subtitles on, I would have watched it back 20 times and not known what the fuck he said. Because, you know, sometimes when you watch things with subtitles, the subtitle will come up about a second before the character says something so you yeah. can read it. And so it's when Anne is playing darts and she's, she's fucking killing it. She's getting bullseye, bullseye. She's doing amazing. And the subtitle comes up and it says formidable, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. She is a formidable con- competitor. It's a formidable job. And he goes, formidable. <laughs> and I was like, what? What did he just say? And Greg was like, I, I don't know. As so we rewound it and we watched him say formidable so many times. I never, ever would have understood what the fuck put that in meant. Little, uh, put in a little zest on it. Formidable. I loved it's, it. It was amazing. It's funny. He has a lot of good lines, I think, in the fairly brief amount of screen time that he has. Because they throw this, like, very, like, psychedelic birthday party for, like, mm. a, one for the suburbs and two for an adult baby. Like, How I, do they have that I, many friends? That was my question. Why are all I people friends the with the yeah. fucking adult baby freaks? <laughs> they got yeah. the good drugs. That's why. I guess. You know, 
I don't know. He also said something like, he has the tiniest joint you've ever seen in your life. It looks like <laughs> half a toothpick. Like when you first meet him, I was like, what is in your mouth? And then I, I, the way he's like holding it, you're like, okay, it's a doink. Like, good for him. But also, why is it so small? Um, he says something like, huh, get loaded. There, There's instant communication. <laughs> like, jeez Louise, Dennis. It's the life of the party. I kind of love him. I assume he's done horrific things that I would not condone, but but like we unfortunately must assume that about most, if not all, men. Because I think a lot of this movie, I was trying to like. I I think the reason I had to watch this three times this weekend, I was like, why? Like, why did who made like who wanted to tell this story? <laughs> yeah, need, what's the what's the message? I need answers. Well, the best I could come up with is, like, it is an exploitation film, but, like, what is it exploiting? Mm Because there's obviously all these, like, fun subcategories with funny portmanteau names, hagsploitation being one of them. I just assume it's just kind of, like, I don't know, some sort of reaction to, like, second wave feminism or, like, hippie Mm -hmm. culture. It's like, look at these, like, tripped out, big hair, crazy outfits there's no man in their life so they're gonna infantilize mm. their son um yeah look at their freaky this is what friends. happens when men aren't in the home yeah they they'll just make babies out of all the men but um i don't know <laughs> i i just like Ugh. but i'm glad dennis is here dennis is here to make me laugh thank god they've got a real man in their lives <laughs> and then i was like okay bye yeah <laughs> gonna make me into a oh she what does she say she says something like come on cannibal like some other time and like kicks him mm-hmm. out it's like oh well, you're gonna make me into a vegetarian oh yeah 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 but I, again it's embedded right here three times too many <laughs> <laughs> um okay well on to the next q and question i will ask you ladies which is what is your favorite kill slash practical effect from the baby well, I mean, you dis- you described uh, Mrs. Wadsworth's death so beautifully in the opening description, um, which is, in my opinion, the best death, obviously, because yeah. it is the most brutal. She has to be beside her dead daughters as she is buried alive. But what I love the most about that death is that it's foreshadowed very early in the film when Anne is talking to... I think one of the one of either her, one of her coworkers or I am not quite sure who she's talking to, but she's describing baby and she says, "It's like he's buried alive. Can you imagine anything worse?" And so basically, oh. she's saying that like what they have done to him is basically burying him alive in his own body, so that the perfect revenge to get Mrs. Wadsworth back with wow. is to then physically bury her alive. So I was like, <laughs> "This is the shit." That's actually yeah. great. I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Aww. Yeah, that, that like rivaled like a Lars von Trier death to me or something. Mm. Or, like any of those like European edgelord freaks that are like, what if the worst thing in the world happened? <laughs> 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 like Ted Post got there in the 70s, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all have the same exact answer. Yeah. I mean, like they're, the only other two deaths that we even see are like the, the sisters getting killed and... Mm-hmm. They're kind of Aldous nothing. is okay. She gets like a knife in the back, and also she's annoying, so it's kind of nice to watch her yeah, die. Yeah, but I mean, she's the, definitely the, the least likable of them. The psychological. I guess my favorite practical effect would be 
how shaved babies' legs are. No, oh, well, we're moving on. I'm not doing this those, with you. Those were some smooth thighs. My favorite practical was Sorry. the oiling of babies' thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got to prevent diaper rash. Oh, that's a little low on the leg for diaper rash. Jesus. <laughs> You gotta, oh no, she has to keep the muscles moving or they'll atrophy. Stop it! (laughs) Because babies can't walk. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, Yeah, so if you had to pick from this collection of fucked up people, who's your partner in crime? I picked the mother-in-law, who I believe her name is Judith. (laughs) The most sound, I mean, she's still problematic, but... Well, my, I mean, sure, beyond, like, being, I guess, like, in a way the most not crazy bitch in the movie was that I was, like, she's real as fuck. Like, beyond, like, everyone being a psycho, let's put that aside for a second. Like, she is not Anne's mom, like, her mother-in-law, and she is riding for Anne so hard. She, too, is also crazy because she's not, like, hey, should we get my son help? She's, like, no, 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 keep him in the nursery upstairs. Like, which also, low-key, like, I guess Anne, like, she also could have left her husband after the accident, and she's like, no, girl, till death do us part. Like, I'll stay with you and love you even though you're a man baby now. Whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just love how caring she was of Anne, that she stuck around. She was like, girl, you can't show me anything I haven't seen before type vibe. Like, and that <laughs> she, in the end, like, I, there was a scene where she, when they... It's when they call Anne to invite her to the birthday party. And she's like, oh, they called earlier or whatever. And she's like, okay, I'll call them back now. She's like, I'm going to get on the extension. She's like, in the, in the other room, yeah. like, listening. And I was like, I love this. And then she, yeah, at the end, like, helping her kill or almost kill um, Mrs. Wadsworth. She's the one that's ready to, str- to strike the killing blow. And Anne's like, no, girl, wait. We're going to bury this bitch alive. And then, yeah, at the end, like, next morning being like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to make us some coffee. And then let's go sit out by the pool. I was just like, she is so crazy unbothered. I just, like, I feel like I need that vibe in my life. I, If I ever got married, I would hope my mother-in-law was that fucking chill and liked me that much to be like, girl, what kind of crazy shit you want to get into today? It doesn't bother me. So she, for me, was the MVP. That's a very, very good choice. Daddy Cornelia. <laughs> it's baby. I, I, I think I, I think I have to go with Dennis. Like I was originally thinking I was going to say And we were all name. shocked. <laughs> well, okay. But here's the thing. Cause I was, it was kind of neck and neck between Jermaine and Dennis, but of the two that have not assaulted someone in the film, Dennis has not assaulted anyone. And from what I can tell, he's just kind of like a goofy guy who has a good time, if not maybe be a little dangerous. Mm. Um, like I love, I love how Jermaine dresses as a larper, and I love how she knows horoscopes. Baby, by the way, had some really good horoscope jammies. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. I didn't. In the scene where they're oiling up his legs and there's a shot of like there's like a medium shot ingrained like... in her fucking mind clearly <laughs> like it's just shoulders up but he's he has these like baby jammies on and they have like all the horoscopes on them mm-hmm. with like the names and the animals they were kind of precious i need cute. Um, can i just pause this for two seconds um, I just need to make mention, I've definitely said this before into the universe, but jammies is one of my favorite fucking words <laughs> in the whole world. I also love the word pocketbook. 
different discussion. Mm. But Jammies, oh my god. And there was a Burt Reynolds film I was watching one time. I, I will not pull it up now to save time. But there's a scene when he's, like, taking this woman home. And, of course, he's, like, trying to get in the house. Like, not in a way where he's, like, forcing himself in. But she's like, no, I have to go. And he's like, she's like, I have to, like, shower. And he's like, well, you could, like, go and shower. I could, like. And he says something where he's like, I can, like lay out your jammies for you on the bed and bitch, when I tell you I nearly put myself through the wall like the Kool-Aid man I was like <laughs> um so every time I hear jammies I'm like I just want to be in my jammies with a handsome man <laughs> not a baby not a baby man although he had great jammies no but there is a sec I'm just like rambling at this point because Jermaine I guess is into horoscopes too she says that thing about like Mm-hmm. Scorpions are cautious; they're dangerous, and you're like, "Oh yeah." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's just a point towards like these freaks are like, this is because of counterculture, not because of like I don't know mm. abuse. Anyway, I I would hang out with Dennis. I'm sure he'd hurt my feelings, but he'd probably make me laugh on the mm. way there. Yeah. Um. Well, I did choose Jermaine because even though she is problematic, they're all kind of problematic. Well, so you're you not getting what? off scot-free picking anybody in this movie. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of, I just put them at like a base level for like problematic because they're all, they all have their shit. But Jermaine, like you said, I do love a bitch who likes, who knows horoscopes. It's very up my alley. So I love that. And I just, the way that she holds herself, her energy is very like calm and relaxed. And I feel like I could just vibe with her really easily. But the thing that really put it over the edge for me was that at the party, her hair is, is giving Gina Davis in Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. It has like the the curly bangs up front that's like low, there's a lot of hairspray. She looked so fucking good. I was like, She's really there tall, cannot be too. anyone. What? She's really tall. Which She's so yeah. tall. There was nobody that, was that I could crazy. pick. I was just like, I love Jermaine. She's so beautiful. Every time it's going to be her. We so, love a beautiful like, woman. I'll- I think Alva can have a good time, but Alva is so angry, and I don't find that, like, enticing for her. She looked like, she reminded me of Sarah Paxton. That's what she looked like to me. Oh, I see that, yeah. She's definitely giving that, like, middle child who, like, is, is, like, grumpy because the baby is getting all of the attention. She has to, like, do things. She's always mad. Yeah, she's, she's mad for, like, not com- a completely discernible reason. Like, mm-hmm. she fucking, like... Has no tolerance for me, which, mind you, I guess if I was living in this house, knowing that, like, this baby man we were living with as a brother, like, had the full capacity to grow up, but, like, I don't know, mom or whoever wasn't letting him, and I had to mm-hmm. deal with, like, be, like being around that, like, I also would be like, shut the fuck up! Get in the house! <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's also like... a fucking nightmare! Exactly. <laughs> Get up on top of the fridge! Um... But because of the fact that, like, she is also seemingly, it doesn't feel like she's trying to get out too, but she's, like, stuck with these crazies and by default with the crazy baby. Like, she's Mm -hmm. also a part of keeping him a baby. It's like, you're so angry about him being a baby, but, like, you're cattle prodding him to keep him a baby. Like, what are we doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Well, on that note, we move into the original questions. Um, which... I can start if unless anybody mm-hmm. else is like itching to get their original question out into the air. Okay. I this is something that like with full probability one of you could also have as the original question. Um but my question is I feel like I do a version of this like every fucking month now. You recasting the baby. <laughs> it's literally it's quick and easy. 
it's if they made this movie today, I don't give a fuck about anything else. Who the fuck has? Who the fuck is playing the baby today? I want Bill Skarsgård. I knew. I fucking knew someone was gonna say Bill Skarsgård. I just think it it would be really funny to have like a tall, lanky guy with like weird fucking eyes. (laughs) You know. Cornelia threw up into her hands. For my own dream journals, like future, I don't want him to do that. But <laughs> I'd support him if that's what he did. I thought this had Paul Dano written all over it. He, I said the same he thing. He like Paul Dano. Yeah. I said to Greg, he looks like Trevor. And he said, no, he looks like Paul Dano. And I said, he looks like I you think everyone looks like Trevor. <laughs> he does. <though. laughs> it's kind of giving Trevor. Uh, good thing he never listens to the podcast, so he'll never know. Whatever. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I had no, like, sexual desires to see anybody as the baby, so I... No, um, <laughs> yeah, and totally not me, you guys. Um, <laughs> but the only thing that came to mind... Well, not the only thing, but something, I think, top of the list. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Put Dave Bautista as the baby. I, I thought this... I thought... Like a big fucking bulky no, guy. No, exactly. I was like, Terry Crews. Like, give me, like, a huge dude, like, as or... the baby. Wow. Or because we know where his fandom aligns with him, Jeremy Strong. Mm. <gasps> uh, but no, I, no, if Jeremy Strong is the baby, because you know he'd go crazy method with it. And he would, I fear he would never come back from it, first and foremost. <laughs> I, want, I want that Rolling Stones article no, about no. how Jeremy <laughs> Strong. <laughs> I can only defend Jeremy to a certain length and Hathaway having to come out of the scenes again to defend Jeremy Strong for the baby role. <laughs> Oh, oh god. It's like I great. see there's so many good options. Oh, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis comes out of retirement to play the baby. You know? <laughs> there's a lot we could do. And I just feel like there's no reality in which you could like gender swap this. No, I was thinking that because like if you no. have a female baby and a group of male family members, oh, no. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Going to jail. Yeah. No, thank you. And uh, then and then even if it was like a female baby with female family members, and I just feel like it's giving like homophobic people like ammunition to be like to say some insane shit you know what i'm saying like this is what mm-hmm. all gay people want to do and it's like no it's not <laughs> these people are making a bad movie um <laughs> i just pray to jesus it never gets remade but i was just like yeah and in modern times like who the fuck would take on the baby role <laughs> i don't think that in any universe this movie would get greenlit today Reno girl you have to knock on wood because crazier shit has happened <laughs> everybody knock I, I would prefer it though to like you know people are trying to remake great movies like The Exorcist and be like well mm-hmm. how about some schlock what if we make it into prestige yeah. shit good luck everybody I agree I would go on record right now and say that if uh, if they were to cancel the Lost Boys remake and all it was going to cost is that they had to big budget remake the baby and like I'm not going to say any names, but, like, put somebody that I love dearly as the baby. <laughs> I'm s- I would do it. I would do it to save the Lost Boys. I would do it. And that's all I can what say. If Zach, what if Zach Krager does a huge pivot? Like, it's not going to be the Magnolia thing. It's gonna- <laughs> I know what you're getting to, and I'm not even entertaining it. So, no. <laughs> okay, I'm putting it down. Oh, my God. Um, Made me fucking start sweating from the back of my neck just now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, did you come up with an original question? I did. If you did not, that's fine. 
No, she's I did. Proud. She's always proud. Oh, okay. I, I was really, like I said, I was really in the weeds for a lot of my prep for this, but <laughs> I'm pretty happy with my, this question that I'm going to ask you guys. Um, so perhaps if like the events of the ending to this movie were a little different, um, in the jukebox musical, and all three Wadsworth fathers are invited to a Greek island by their children to compete for the love of their mother, whose music should soundtrack this abomination. God damn. <laughs> like one artist's music we're doing. All I'm thinking of is there is a potential for a Mamma Mia um, of the baby characters. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. Um. Let me. Th- Jesus. Who's music? B fifty twos. I don't give a fuck. I'm not even gonna think any further about it. <gasps> I love that. I don't answer. think it would make any fucking sense. But like, I just need it to be the B fifty twos. No, I think that's a really good answer. <sighs> Girl, I don't fucking know. Let's just be Abba <sighs> again. I don't know. I have my answer. Your, yeah. What is your? I'm just. I'm not very musically inclined i don't have a lot of musical knowledge to pull from um and just music in general i don't that's fair listen to music like a normal human being um so i don't know but you you give your answer um my answer was tiny tim from oh my god only if because it's a strange grown man with a falsetto voice yeah and he has this album god bless tiny tim which anya i think you would actually get a kick out of we've definitely talked um, about it yeah you know, just a little whimsical, a little like, sorry, who's meant to be singing this? I would like to see it. I think it's too dark-sided for me. There's also a part of me that's like Michael Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even saying it for the reasons that you no, think. No, I know you're not saying No, I know. I would never. But... Yeah, I, I was I'm, really fixating on the fact that, like, who are these dads? You know, it wouldn't be a good musical or, like, a fun thing to watch, but all I was thinking is... <laughs> it would be a punishment fathers. to get through, but we must think about it. <laughs> Do it. I'm doing to you what this movie did to me. That's fair. No, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to be lame. I don't have an answer for you. Um, that's okay. Well, it, it was a... It's a little bit of a... Your answer can be Michael Jackson. I don't want that to be my answer, Madonna. Great. Madonna. A Madonna Great. jukebox like musical a of the baby. Like a virgin. <laughs> but he's not. That's the horrible part. Oh, well, we don't know. We don't know. I feel like I know. And we don't know, and that's for the best. Um, okay. To wrap it all up, um, because... Cornelia is such an expert at these kinds of movies in my brain. This is the direction I went. If you were to recommend to our listeners or to anybody who likes the baby, uh, what would another film in a double feature be that you would pair with the baby? Are you asking me specific? Well, uh, uh, Anya. Both of you. Um, Hmm. I mean, I know obviously like Butcher Baker and Nightmare Maker. Yeah, I guess avoiding would be, like, the Butcher Baker yeah. of it all. Um, and they don't have to, like, my answer tonally, they are not the same at all, but I think it would be like a fun one two kind of situation. Well, you know what I will say just to get an answer out there and not sit here forever? Mm-hmm. And also because 
it inadvertently became the double feature I did yesterday, although I might switch the order, is that mm-hmm. I would double feature The Baby with House 2, the second story. Um, mm. Because that is what I did, but also because I feel like The Baby is like a family story about like, what's the worst family could be? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what is the worst mm-hmm. case scenario? Where House 2, the second story, I love it, is very much a found family situation where it is just like, but what if you could make the strangest amalgamation of a family that's like the best people you've ever known, including a caterpillar dog? So I feel I like caterpillar dog. you would have to watch the baby first and then be like disturbed and like, I need to be held. And then you put on mm-hmm. the house too, and it will give you that, that holding warm feeling. So that's my suggestion for double feature. Okay. A couple answers come to mind. I think the obvious one is like something John Waters, mm. like early John Waters, um, like a female trouble perhaps, because that's just like a, 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 just like family dysfunction and like sexual deviance just like on parade. I think like some older John Waters is kind of similarly abrasive to modern sensibilities, but um, I don't know. I think John Waters is clearly a little bit more revered um i think uh oh there was something else what were we just talking about um movie wise cinderella 1970 <laughs> there you go i'd throw that one out there <laughs> it's not thematically tied but my friend dennis is directing <laughs> friend dennis, not even his real name um <laughs> And then my third option, because it, you know, tonally disgusting, vile, rancid film that I love so much is Book of Henry, which is no! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yes! If we want the inverse of, like, small child actually grown up supporting the family and his mom is a weird, uh, just like a little weirdo. Yeah. And also there's some weird, you know, sexual crimes happening in the periphery. Wow. Check out Book of Henry. Look up nothing beforehand. Oh, yeah. Watch it and then come come sit by me. I want to talk about it. With you. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's a really good choice. <laughs> um, it's funny that you brought up John Waters because I chose John Waters' film. Um, and I didn't realize until you said earlier that he has an aversion for adult babies. And I was like, oh, even better to pick a John Waters movie. Um, I would double the baby with my favorite John Waters film, Serial Mom. Yes, just because it's like so campy and silly, and it has that like wild maternal fucking crazy woman character. Um, yeah. But you also just made me think if you're doing like an inverse kind of situation with the baby, you should do the baby, and then that fucking movie uh, that I think Francis Ford Coppola directed, Jack, starring Robin Williams, oh, where he Jesus. plays an adult man who's actually like ten years old. And then you have both, you know? Yeah. I think those are some I would I would go to this theater if it was just like hey kids every week they play the baby but it's paired with something different (laughs) that makes no fucking sense who wants to do irreversible damage to their worldview come hang out over with it's like the new Beverly but the sign says the baby always on 16 millimeter (laughs) (laughs) you have to sit on the floor because we hate you You have to sit in these play pens we built from Ikea. Take your shoes off. No! (laughs) Help me! Well, well, I guess that's the fucking baby, isn't it? Um, Let's 
go ahead and give our ratings for the baby. Mm-hmm. Cornelia, as our guest, would you like to start? Um, She's like, no. sure. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I struggle with giving things ratings. I mean, I'm very much That's an all or nothing person. Um, I guess. Uh, and last time she was I, on, she gave a final girl five stars. I know. She did. Wow. Well, that is a final star. A final girl I, kind of movie. I'm I'm ride or die. I'm I'm not as sweet on this as I was Butcher Baker because frankly it is no Butcher Baker. I might have to give it like like a stoner bro maybe. I just it's not something that I would run to like show other people unless I wanted them to like think of me really differently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you were the only person I was running to show and that's because I know you in a very specific way. Oh no, and I and I'm glad that I know it exists because it does put a lot. Of, it, it like it makes me more grateful for the things that are similar, <laughs> but I really love. Um, this isn't something that I'd be like, "Hey, friends that are over at my house, <laughs> are we ready to laugh?" Like I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't do that here, and that that is, you would you would almost want that from something like this. Um, but I do admire just how absolutely bizarre and kind of uh lawless it is <laughs> like in the way that I want horror to be it's like I don't need rules I don't even need that much reason no matter how much I look for it it's just gonna gross me out and I'm never gonna forget it so <laughs> I'll give them that okay yeah Anya um I think I'm pretty sure it's the same rating I gave to Butcher Baker which like I think in the grand scheme of things I, I like Butcher Baker more because nothing is ever going to top. Even seeing the baby for the first time was like crazy, but like nothing is going to top you, you having seen Butcher Baker and then being like, I need you to see it. And then me making Roberto sit down and see it. And like the line of people and like the Susan Tyrell of it all and blah, blah, blah. And like the like gay sub storyline going mm-hmm. on, like all of it. Um, but I still like this movie, despite how, you know, much I was harping on like it's disturbed. It's like, and that's why it's great. Um, so I'm going to go as far as I, I'm going to get a boy next door, a four. Um, nice. I I don't know that there's anything I've ever given a final girl on. I don't. I don't think. I don't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know. If I, I if I have, it was um, Butcher Baker, but I don't know that I did. But yeah, I mean, also, like, I'm not going to run and tell people to see this movie, I guess, beyond the listeners of the podcast, which at that point, I feel like you know what you're in for. I'm not getting a poster for this for my home. Like, um, (laughs) but I'm glad I've seen it. And, you know, to the right friends, I would be like, well, if you're looking for something crazy, you gotta see the baby. And that's as far as it'll ever go. But yeah, a boy next door for me. Amazing. Um, I fall kind of between you two, but closer to Anya. I would give it I give it three and a half, a dumb jock who also lives next door to me. Um, I think that it's just so fascinating. I feel like all of the actresses are giving performances that like make them all seem like they're aliens. Like none of them quite feel like they're cohesive with one another. And I think it's beautiful, especially Jermaine, just the way that she delivers every single line. I'm like, who are you? What, what are you doing here? Um, And then, I mean, the last 15 minutes just goes so fucking bonkers that it immediately is a movie that I'm like, I want to tell people to watch it because I'm like, you think that you've seen some weird shit? I got some weird shit for you. Um, 
I, yeah, I just, I have a lot of fun with it. I think it obviously has some issues um, and it's a bit problematic. There's some dialogue that has obviously not aged well, but for the most part, I have a lot of fun with the baby and it's short, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that is ultimately the baby from 1973. That's what we said. 73. Yeah. 73. Seen it with my whole chest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as it was last time, it was such an absolute pleasure to have our honorary girl who cried be horror and tiny eyebrows incest correspondent Cornelia, <laughs> uh, baby Cornelia, Cornelia back on. <laughs> Um, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm was so excited to come back. And it's so lovely to think about how much our friendship has evolved since almost two years ago that Butcher Baker yeah. was. That was the first time we met, was I, going yeah. on that like Skype call and being like, that's Cornelia. Nice to meet you. Look, what a start to a beautiful friendship. Um, and I wonder where we'll be the next time, whatever abomination we want. <sighs> but it's always a treat. And is there anything of yours that you want to plug before we end? No, I'm pretty low profile these days. Um, but yeah, if you watch Book of Henry, come <laughs> drop me a line. Let's hang out about it. Of course. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, all right. <laughs> okay, all right, she's done. Uh, we're going to cut her off. Um but yeah, so thank you as always to everyone who has listened, especially to this <laughs> journey today. Um, join us, obviously, at the very latest uh, in August for whatever we select to do next. Um, and as always, keep it creepy. Bye. 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 Hi, creeps, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We'd like to take a minute to give thanks to Rachel Baldwin, who is the mastermind behind our incredible new intro music. You can follow her on Instagram at Rachel K. Baldwin, and all of her other music is available to stream on all major streaming platforms. We'd also like to thank Raymond Lowell, who's the incredible artist behind our podcast, Artwork. You can follow him on Instagram at rblowell to see all his other incredible work. And then for your two lovely hosts, Alex can be found on Letterboxd at Alex Branley, and I, Anya, can be found on Letterboxd at agarity 15 as well as Twitter. And if you'd like to keep up to date on all things related to our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror, follow us on Twitter at Girls Who Cried BH, and if you'd like to send us a message very personally, you can email us at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror at gmail.com. Until next time, creeps, keep it creepy.